Hello everyone, it's Dr. Stephen Harvey. I'm here with another episode of the Positive Pedagogy for Sport Coaching Podcast. I'm sorry it's been a while. Professor Light and I have been working on the third edition of the Positive Pedagogy for Sport Coaching book. So that's why there's been a bit of absenteeism on my part. But I'm going to get going again by sharing an audio recording from our Book Talks with the Dean series here in the Patton College of Education at Ohio University. I was guest on the Book Talks with the Dean to talk about our Positive Pedagogy for Sport Coaching book, the second edition, which features a range of case study reflections from practicing coaches in a range of sports like basketball, baseball, football, and some of the cases um, are featured, obviously, on the podcast already. Um, the book also introduces the key concepts that underpin positive pedagogy, which I would have spoken about, and I believe in the last episode Richard would have highlighted as well when he was guest, or two episodes ago when he was guest on the podcast. I'd just like to acknowledge that the book that we talk about is, like I say, the second edition and it features various chapters from Masters in Coaching Education program students here at Ohio University where I work. So Laura Costa de Santos, who's been on the podcast, talks about volleyball in her chapter, chapter 10. Charles Schultz features in the Strength and Conditioning chapter, chapter 16. And he's been a guest on the podcast already. And I'm going to have to get Tanner Sneed on the podcast he talks about American football in chapter 13. So without further ado, I will move over and let the Dean introduce everything and get the interview going with me. I hope you have a great day. Thank you very much. Well, we're pleased that everyone can join us and we're delighted about our continuing series on book talks with the Dean. And this particular book is Positive Pedagogy for Sport Coaching, and we're pleased to have uh, Stephen Harvey here, who's one of the editors, uh, professor in coaching education in our Department of Recreation and Sport Pedagogy. And uh, Stephen, tell us a little bit about uh, your co-author, Richard Light, and a little bit about what inspired you all to write the book. Yeah, so Richard is someone that I met back in 2003 at a conference that he hosted in Australia on a concept called Teaching Games for Understanding, which is where this positive pedagogy has kind of emerged from. Uh, Richard was very nice uh, to me at that conference. He was emailed to say, Stephen's coming to the conference as a grad student. Please look after him. So he, mm-hmm. he made sure he hosted me well and things like that. And then he came to Leeds, where I worked in my first job after doing my PhD. And we worked a bit together there. We went our separate ways. I ended up here. He ended up in New Zealand. And um, we've kept in touch. We've written a few papers together for peer-reviewed journals. Yes. And we've written, uh, co-edited a couple of previous books together. So we know how each other work and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Richard's very much um, into the sociology of sports and sport coaching. And he looks at things from that perspective, as you can probably tell from the book. Um, I have a little bit more of a pedagogical focus, so it's kind of a nice marriage where we mm-hmm. can bring and, and a little bit more of a motor learning skill acquisition standpoint too. Mm-hmm. So it's a good connection good that match. we have. Yeah. Well, talk to us now. In the title, you, you, you alluded this a little bit in terms of your backgrounds. You don't just talk about pedagogy 
in sport coaching, the skills of teaching, but you talk about positive pedagogy. What does that look like in the classroom? And really tell us, get, go into a little bit more about the philosophical framework of positive pedagogy and how that differs from just pedagogy in general. Yeah, I think um, we talk about it in the book, obviously. There's Antonovsky's kind of sense of coherence model, looking at things from that positive standpoint, looking at comprehensibility, manageability, and um, there's another one, meaningfulness. Good. So mm-hmm. those three things, and then you've got the positive psychology side of things, which comes through Chicha Mahila, I've mm-hmm. probably got his name wrong, mm-hmm. um, and the notion of flow, yes. trying to get performers that you're working with into a, or learners into a state of flow. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like when you're in flow, time goes by, mm-hmm. you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. I've had that when I'm playing sport too. And then the notion of the work from Martin Seligman mm-hmm. at Penn State on positive psychology. So positive emotions, this type of thing. So we try to put that together and also look at a concept called athlete-centered coaching which came out in the early 2000s from a, a, a professor in New Zealand mm-hmm. and trying to look at how athlete-centered coaching and the principles behind that mm-hmm. were matched with positive psychology yes. into this positive mm-hmm. framework. So there really is a philosophy and um, whole pedagogy behind coaching. Not just anyone can coach. It is um, a practice, is an art, there's even a science to it, there's a whole framework and skill set behind coaching. Yeah, I mean, you have various, as you have in the classroom, teaching skills and teaching functions that you need, but it's also looking at things from that broader epistemological standpoint. So in the book, Richard's very much at pains to say it looks at holism as a concept mm-hmm. um, and looking at things from that holistic perspective. So we're just not trying to teach the psychomotor skills, but we're trying to look at things from a cognitive perspective, Great. but also from a social emotional side of things, mm-hmm. because you, when you work with diverse learners, mm-hmm. and this is the good thing about the concept is it, it does cut across sport um, and diverse context mm-hmm. where you can use the three pedagogical features of positive pedagogy mm-hmm. in different learning contexts to okay. get particular outcomes. So when you say you can do it in different contexts, tell me, talk to me a little bit more about that. Um, I know, are you talking about different contexts in sports or are you talking about different contexts even in life? Because I think coaching is not just simply unique to sports, but can cut across other areas as well. So talk to me a little bit about... Yeah, I mean, I think that when I talk about context in terms of sport coaching, I'm Mm -hmm. talking about recreational, club sport, um, sports a bit more competitive, college sports, professional sports. Mm -hmm. So it's a framework that coaches can adopt. And we're very, again, at pains to say it's a framework Mm -hmm. because it's a loose framework that coaches can adopt that kind of guides their practice through its epistemological foundation and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The other part of obviously teaching and, and coaching context that what you were saying was it does link to things that we do in life. So yes. when I'm working with my children at home, yes. we try and see mistakes that they make as yes. opportunities to learn yes. and grow. Um, so the notion of positivity is a little bit how you frame the message. It's a little bit about 
what your end goal is for the learner mm-hmm. so you want them to have a positive experience yes. right? because particularly in, in sport and physical activity we want it to be enjoyable mm-hmm. we want it to be fun and we want mm-hmm. people to come back tomorrow yes, yes. I noticed in the book you do talk about um, sport from an individual perspective. Tennis, I think, would be more like an individual sport, and coaching is needed in that area. And then in terms of team sport, like football or baseball. So the book talks about both um, sport from a team perspective and an individual perspective. Is there a difference in how positive pedagogy may work or may differ from team sports versus individual sport? Well, I know we chatted about the differences between the first and second mm-hmm. edition, and the first edition focused very much on athlete-centered coaching applied to individual sports okay. uh, through positive pedagogy mm-hmm. because what had happened is the athlete-centered coaching phenomena in the early 2000s mm-hmm. had really been put together and based on team sports, so we got a lot of questions about, well, how can these principles be applied to individual sports. Okay. So that's kind of the initial writing about positive pedagogy was trying to broaden athlete-centered coaching, mm-hmm. game-based coaching that drew on these philosophical principles and make them more applicable to individual sports. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the framework and yes. the three features yes. through like designing and managing the learning environment, asking questions, mm-hmm. using inquiry, is that that can cut across both team and individual sports. Mm -hmm. That said, there are some differences inherent in team and individual sports. Clearly, if I'm a tennis coach, Mm -hmm. I might coach a little bit more one-on-one at times Mm -hmm. because of the nature of the sport. Like in the Davis Cup, Mm -hmm. as the coach, I have to sit out in the the stand. When I'm coaching a team sport... I can sit on the sideline and kind of scream and yell. But the notion that we're trying to say is, well, whether you're sitting on the sideline or in the crowd, Mm -hmm. you can adopt this pedagogical framework to work with your athletes. But I think um, the other point about the different sports is I think when we say individual sports, Mm -hmm. and I'm using the broad way, I think we, in the sports sense, we go, oh, individual sports are more technical and are thus not amenable to a more, what we call a hands-off approach to coaching. So we we take the ideas of game-based coaching where we work with groups and teams, mm-hmm. getting people to work socially with the coach, asking questions, mm-hmm. using inquiry to formulate and test solutions, and we apply those to individual sports, sports mm-hmm. sorry, where sometimes coaches think that those pedagogical practices are not amenable mm-hmm. because we're working one-on-one, I have to tell you what to do. And because it's very technical, I have to say, hold the racket like this. Whereas what I could say is, what are some different ways you could hold the racket to play this shot? Mm -hmm. Let's work it out Yes. and formulate and test. So I think that that's the big difference, is there's an assumption that individual sports are a little bit more technical and Mm -hmm. thus require more direct instruction Mm -hmm. where you can use more of the positive pedagogy questioning yes. and inquiry mm-hmm. so you you there is this this is the second edition and so you're basically the the difference between the 2017 edition i believe the first edition was published in 2017 or thereabouts yeah, yeah thereabouts yeah um, i think it was you're right and then this book um recently published uh the, there's a bigger focus on 
um, both individual and team as opposed because there you, you found that there was a need for that yeah so the first book because that I kind of attacked the issue of mm -hmm. individual sports then there was this kind of through Richard's conversation yeah. oh we like the framework of positive yeah. pedagogy. How do I apply it to How, teams? Yeah. yeah, so we've kind of gone back. Good. So we, And I think the other part of this edition mm -hmm. of the book, and this was why Richard approached me, I work here in the US, mm -hmm. there is a cultural standpoint with coaching as well where, you know, you take New Zealand where the All Blacks play, it, it's, uh, they have a very humanistic culture. Yes. In, a, in here in the, the States, I'm generalizing, yeah. but yeah. it's very much sometimes dog eat dog, and we're trying to get one up in a very competitive society. Yeah. So, what we're trying to do is look in the sports, we have a very stop start mm -hmm. and very dictated by the coach. Mm -hmm. But I think that's changing. So, this book is very timely because we've looked at some American sports. cultural sports like yes. basketball. Mm -hmm football, American football, mm -hmm. we've got a chapter on strength and conditioning. Yes. Very traditional, um, uh, you know, American sort of centric sports mm -hmm. and trying to l give ideas to coaches about how we can open those sports up a little bit mm -hmm. and be more amenable to the pedagogical features of positive pedagogy. It sounds like you are, are seeking to um, be more humanistic and be more centered on the individual, the person, in terms of your coaching from a positive pedagogy standpoint than may historically be, as you said, in the U.S. versus other cultures in New Zealand, for mm -hmm. example, where, you're, where the other author, Richard, resides. They, yeah. they're, they're, their focus is more, more humanistic. Yeah, and say in New Zealand, but I think here there are very, very, very good coaches mm -hmm. in the U.S. And I think the most successful coaches do take that that mantra yes. of better yeah. person yes. makes a better athlete. Yes. I think a lot of people are buying into that now in yeah. the U.S. Yeah. So this book adds a dimension to it because it gives some tools, yes. thinking tools and yeah. application, pedagogical tools to mm -hmm. practitioners who... Mm -hmm. might be a bit lost from an epistemological mm -hmm. and pedagogical standpoint. Yeah. So it sort of says, well, these are types of things that mm -hmm. coaches who are creating a positive learning environment, this is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And this is this uh, edition. The first edition of the book was just, here's some drills yes. or games you can do. This one is stories of reflective practice from mm -hmm. coaches mm -hmm. that then when you read it, you can say, oh, I play tennis, I yes. play golf. Yes. Um, I can see through being coached like this how I would respond yes. or yes. or I could see how that would work with my athletes and my players or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the idea was to take this kind of strengths-based perspective which mm -hmm. draws on the Antonovsky's work mm -hmm. and also the literature on strengths-based approaches um, mm -hmm. and try to sort of give positive stories. and. In the reflections, it's not always about, oh, everything worked and everything in the land is rosy. The, mm -hmm. the coaches who write the chapters and have talked to us about them, we put across some of the challenges they face, mm -hmm. and they're then deeply reflecting on their practice okay. and giving advice for other people yes. who might be looking to move in this direction. Yeah. I would think that the, the coaching from a positive pedagogical perspective would certainly be um, more amenable to individuals whose culture is centered around family who are let's say have have a sense of of their commitment to what they need to bring to their family and, and their upbringing 
where, you know, I think of a lot of our athletes in, in let's say, American sports, um, basketball, who uh, a large number of them come from diverse backgrounds. And so approaches that may be effective for some cultural groups may not be as effective for other cultural groups. And to think about how do I help this individual from a humanistic standpoint grow and develop as a person who may not have always had uh, that upbringing, but certainly be more responsive to someone approaching them more from a humanistic standpoint as mm -hmm. opposed to, as you say, the dog-eat-dog -dog and not concerned about them as a person, but more as a product. I don't know, I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking that, that this is a, um, an approach that certainly uh, would work well for some individuals because of their culture and their upbringing or, or lack thereof than, than other populations. So I guess the question I'm asking is, um, do you see this as an approach that is effective for um, individuals from culturally diverse backgrounds who may not um, come from that Eurocentric background and perspective? Yeah, and uh, I think the other point with that is about the internationalization of the book as well. We've got people who are coaches in uh, diverse groups, so we've got some who are coaching in recreational contexts with, um, um, like Laura with the volleyball chapter, and we've got some that are working with girls in strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got some that are working in other context as well like the football mm -hmm. with the high school boys mm -hmm. and we've rugby got in taiwan you have yeah and we've got the, um field hockey with the u.s women's national team or yes. under 21 so yes. we've got a lot of stories coming from a diverse group of mm -hmm. coaches both male and female coaches and i think that this is the beauty again of positive pedagogy is we give it as a loose framework mm -hmm. with three pedagogical features that can then be applied across multiple contexts and I think a big thing um, that people need to understand from the book is it's not a recipe for coaching it's like mm -hmm. how positive pedagogy works in one context working mm -hmm. with x people in yes. an urban setting mm -hmm. might be different mm -hmm. from a rural setting but yes. you can draw on the pedagogical features mm -hmm. in either setting but it might look different, different. But like you say, the thing that brings it together is the epistemological uh, foundation it rests on mm -hmm. and also um, the, the pedagogical features. Mm -hmm. So is there one big takeaway that, if, if there were one big takeaway you'd want uh, the individual, the reader, to come away and walk away with that you don't, you want to make sure they don't miss, what would that one big takeaway be? Well, I think I wrote down making learning positive. Mm -hmm. But I think we've got to be careful that positivity doesn't get misconstrued. It's making people aware of what's best for them at that moment in time. And it's if they've made a mistake, mm -hmm. it's pointing that out in a humanistic mm -hmm. uh, way and getting them to or help them overcome mm -hmm. the challenges. Some of the best coaches in the world are very at pains to say that the um, their job is to take people to levels that they don't, they can't get to it themselves. So I think through doing that, through pointing out where you're doing well, where there's areas for growth, and making the learning around that positive, as in there's a positive outcome, is the central message of the book. Mm -hmm. And I think there was three things talked about in the Making Learning Positive chapter. Enjoyment, well-being, mm -hmm. which is important, because that's what right. you were saying positive about well going beyond sport, mm -hmm. and education through sport. 
So because a lot of us, even if we're playing college athletics, we're not gonna go out and be uh, an NFL or an NBA player. Yes. We're gonna go into being an academic or uh, being a college coach or going into marketing and communications. Mm -hmm. So those skills that we learn through positive coaches that work with mm -hmm. us are things that we can draw on for the rest of our lives. Yes, thank you. All right, so the book is Positive Pedagogy for Sport Coaching. And we're pleased to have one of our authors here. Uh, Richard Light is an author, but Stephen Harvey in the Patton College Education here at Ohio University is one of the authors and editors of the book. Any final comments that you want to make before we sign off? I have two. Please. These are very uh, materialistic comments, yes. but we have, we've worked on, and I've just got to write the conclusion for the third book, and these are more stories of positive pedagogy in action. Okay. A lot of these stories draw on what we call episodic yes. moments of coaching, so like one or two sessions. So in the in the new edition, we've got different sports and different contexts. We've got people reflecting on using positive pedagogy over the course of a season. Mm -hmm. So that's the new book that's okay. uh, coming out. So it'll be a series that, that will be, on, in essence, almost... A third in a series. The first one more focused more on team, individual, individual. This, this one, one on focused both. on on both, and this and more, but more episodic. The third book will focus more on looking at a a, a longer term of coaching and what they. Amongst other things, like and the, they might be like we have a chapter on technology, okay, and how that can be applied mm -hmm. in coaching. So we're looking at different things that occur within coaching, like yes. different concepts and different mm -hmm. themes as well as sports, if, yes. if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, so one would be like urban content. We oh, don't okay. necessarily have that, but yeah. that would be something that we, yes. we're trying to do. Yeah. And the final thing is I have got a podcast on positive pedagogy Good. for sport coaching. Good. So you can find it on iTunes. And uh -huh. um, I haven't done much with it recently. But there are quite a few back episodes that people can listen to. And Very they are good. authors from the chapters okay. in this edition. And as we get the next edition rolling uh, out mm -hmm. into the publish through the publisher, yes. I'll start to do some of those with yes. uh, those folks too. Yes, where well, we look for our, our coaches and others interested to look for the book, to look for the podcast, and the third book in the series uh, that will be beneficial. Thank you for joining us, and we appreciate uh, learning more about sport pedagogy and uh, coaching uh, as a profession. So that was the book talk with the Dean. I hope you got a little bit more insight into positive pedagogy for sport coaching. If you needed it and some ideas on how we're moving this concept forward between myself and Richard with the next edition of the book, etc. I want to say obviously thanks to Dean Middleton for hosting me. She's a very busy lady and it was awesome to get a chance to give her a little bit more insight onto the projects that we've got going. And if you want to get in touch, I'm on s 3 at ohio.edu. If you need more information about the book and the series and the concept, etc. And also, if you can take the time to leave a positive review about the podcast, I would really appreciate it. And I look forward to trying to get a few more podcasts here rolling from some more of the chapters in the second edition of the book. And also thinking about 
maybe introducing some of the ideas that we're putting forward in the third edition of the book. Thanks a lot for your time and I'll look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you.